We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, back on the show. We are here until 8 o'clock. Wes Durham joins us in hour number two. So does Tim Reynolds. A lot of things to talk about in college football. Don Bailey, as I try to get this uh, show back on. On course, I was off to a discombobulated start all over the place. But I think what happened, we've, uh, Joseph? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. It's just all over the place. I was looking at one okay. thing, reading another. Got myself all all tangled up. At any rate, uh, you would think it was my first show. Um, however, it's not. It's about my one millionth show. At any rate, um, here's an upset for you. We're going to do a game on Saturday, and it's going to rain. <laughs> Is it really? The, the forecast calls for Philadelphia to have heavy rain on Saturday. Showers oh, all day long, heavy rainfall, 65 oh, degrees, chance of rain 70%, rainfall possibly over one inch. Well, that's not so much. The one inch isn't so much, but uh, I'm gonna have to pack my. I'm gonna have to pack my my woolies, man. It's in the sixties, uh, you said, or seventies. That's what sixties. I hope it doesn't Ooh. rain on Friday night. I'm supposed to go see the Phillies and the Mets. That's yeah, yeah. That's not fair. If that if that, if, if you rained out of that, that's not fair. That that's, that would be really. I mean, Mother Nature could pick on some other place that I'm going to visit at another time. I, I've never been to uh, Citizens Bank Ballpark. I can't believe I've never well, been there. I can't believe it either. Yeah, I, just, I, I hope I hope I hope that it works out for you because I know how yeah. important. Philly is and the baseball. So for you. So so we'll see. Meanwhile, we have a game on Saturday against this this Temple team that Miami has pretty much clubbed uh, during its history. Uh, but that's not going to mean anything. As I mentioned, they're going to have a, a Champions Day. They're bringing Joe Klecko back, who played there in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to pull out all the stops. But um, Miami's just got to keep playing the kind of football that we've seen in the first three weeks. I think everybody's been very impressed uh, by the way the University of Miami has played so far. Well, they should be. Um, you, you start, you know, digging into what's been accomplished here, you know, the fact that they're undefeated. And, and I think the, you know, the validation was Texas A&M. And I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the talent on that roster on both sides of the football is really second to none. I mean, there there might be a couple teams that are that are that are more talented, but they that roster. If you're comparing high school, you know, stars is as talented as anybody in Miami. You know, made it a little difficult on themselves in that ball game because you know they put themselves behind the eight ball early, but they recovered and uh, then they you know the next four days later they. They put on a great show against Bethune and were very efficient. And I think uh, you're going to see, I think you're going to see this defense continue to get better on Miami with with Coach Gidry, and the same thing with the offense with Coach Dawson. Both of these men um, work extremely well together, and I think the, the offense and the defense complement each other. And 
I got to tell you, I think, and we'll talk to Coach Cristobal about this next week, Joe, but I think one of the, the, the things that is really paid off that we haven't spent enough time on is that Coach Cristobal set it up where Miami's defense was playing Miami's defense every day at practice, and their offense was playing the offense. It wasn't just scout team or it wasn't just looks that you're, they're trying to get. They really went at each other with what Shannon Dawson does on offense on every snap and the same thing with Coach Guidry's defense. And Miami had to deal with that defense every day and the new looks and the new scheme and the new things that were coming. And I think it's I think it's really prepared them. It's not so much that we're going to give you a scout team look and that's it. It was it was ones on ones and it was wide open. Well, to your point, one on uh, Texas A and M, they probably feel pretty good now because they just clubbed uh, Louisiana Monroe. I think it was forty seven uh, three or something like that. So that was a good bounce back for them. Probably a year ago they would have caved in, so they probably feel a little bit better. But uh, more importantly. Uh, I felt that the guy that benefited the most from the way summer practice was set up was Van Dyke. And that's why I was bullish on him, because he had to face this uh, unmerciful pressure every single day in practice with guys in his face. You know, these fire-breathing dragons all around him every day in practice in the summer. And I think that uh, helped his confidence and I think it made him a better quarterback. I think it made him a better decision maker and better with his accuracy. And I think it was something that he needed. And so far, uh, it's given him a jump start that he needed for this season. You know, Joe, the other part of that, you're right. But the, and another part of it is, is that he was disrespected. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think. And if you're somebody that you know had the the first year as a starter, you're you know ACC rookie of the year and all of the accolades that came with him and that and the touchdowns and the interceptions. And, you know, you you were on a team last year that had a ton of injuries, had a, a new style and a new philosophy and offense and, and defense, and you were banged around and you, you didn't get much help from your receivers and you didn't have anything. There was really nothing that could get established other than Will Mallory. And, and now Shannon Dawson came in on that side of the football and really made sure that Tyler was comfortable in his role, knew what his role is, and they invested time in each other in this offense. And you're starting to see the dividends. And Tyler Van Dyke has worked himself physically and emotionally and academically into an outstanding quarterback because the you know the numbers that he's putting up at this stage of the game, and it, and you can do that against air and not have as good a numbers. I mean, he was eighty percent passer right last week. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't do that. You can't do that throwing at the net, you know, and and making sure that you're hitting the right spot. So he's he's on fire. I think you know the key is is to keep the balance, and that's what I really love about the offense. Everybody's talking about the the receivers or this, and I love the balance. There's what are you going to stop? You're going to take the throw game away from Miami? Okay. Well, we rushed for 250 against Miami of Ohio. We 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 had we rushed enough against A&M. We certainly rushed what and did whatever we wanted against Bethune. Or you want to you want to let us throw? That's fine. We'll throw it all day long. So I think that's the beauty of it is there is such a balance in this offense, and it, and it just benefits everybody. 
589 total yards last week against Bethune. Van Dyke now with 419 career completions. He went past Vinny Testaverde for 10th on uh, the Canes' all-time list. Um, I think, you know, they've got some momentum in their corner, actually got a lot of momentum in their corner. Uh, things to look out for, to be aware of. I think offensively, what can short-circuit you would be injuries to the offensive line, turnovers, uh, penalties. you got to cut down on some of the penalties. And defensively, going into this week's game, I think they're probably still going to have to play around uh, some of the injuries that they that they have suffered on the defensive line and in the secondary. We saw a lot of young guys last week uh, and probably some older guys too, like uh, um, Lichtenstein got more of an opportunity and Chance Williams, uh, guys like that. But then you you see an Ahmed Moten and you see uh, 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 a Jade and Wayne. So um, this combination of some of these older guys that perhaps are not the frontline players and some freshmen that want to be frontline players are going to have to carry the torch here. Well, let's let's go to the let's go to the offensive side first. You cannot lose Tyler Van Dyke, okay? That's and you probably really can't lose an offensive lineman. I mean, you might no. be able to lose one, and but you, there would be, in my opinion, a drop off and, uh, and and a noticeable drop off, and you're you're building depth at, at the other positions. But that's that's where you see the weakness of the Miami roster is the second and third guy. And, and that's especially on offense. So um, it's imperative that Miami stays healthy and there's not anything really you can do to, to guarantee that other than, you know, what you did in the off season and Miami had a heck of an off season, but you, you know, injury is a part of the game defensively. Um, if we will go down the schedule here, we can look ahead. You're going to, you know, you'd be at North Carolina, North Carolina State. You got to go to Tallahassee, and you got to deal with the Clemson. And you, you know, you need Mesador. <laughs> you, yeah. you need yeah. Kelly. You need Dean. You need these guys you to be pitches. there. You, you <laughs> have well, that's yeah. half right. Yeah. With, without question, you need yeah. him for the leadership, and you need him for his playmaking ability. But you've got to have a healthy squad to beat the teams like Texas A&M because if you say what would have happened Texas A&M if you didn't have the guys that were out the following week I don't know that the outcome would have been the same so you know you got to the health is is imperative for this team and you just I, I will tell you coach Cristobal's done a a great job of managing three games in 15 days because that's yeah. what it was it was three legitimate football games in a 15-day period and um you know it's out of the way but normally that's that doesn't happen like that you know you know we get it's going to be three every 21 every 21 days or whatever it's going to be but it's you know you got to look at it as get get through this season as healthy as you can and then you're going to have a chance in every single football game yeah three three games in 15 days is hard on broadcasters. I had to, I had to rest and hydrate <laughs> over the weekend. Let me tell you, it's hard yeah. on broadcasters. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, we're not supposed we're not supposed to have, you know, uh, the the kitchen sink thrown at us until November when we get the crossover between basketball and football. We get a kitchen sink tossed at us here the first uh, three weeks of the season. So. 
At any rate. Uh, well, they were, they were just warming you up, Joe. They were yeah. just warming you up. Uh, quickly, some things to look for this weekend against Temple. You know, on one hand, we've talked about this on the uh, on Coach Cristobal's show. Uh, E.J. Warner's been sacked only one time. On the other hand, I, I kind of think their offensive line is a bit of a weak link. So it's kind of a matchup you got to win. And then, uh, you know, Miami's got a bevy of running backs. Uh, and then defensively for, for, for Temple, they got a bunch of dudes that have been around for a long time. And uh, some guys that have transferred in, but um, some interchangeable parts. They've got four, one, two, three, five linebackers that have played a lot of pretty, a lot of football for them. Yeah, they have. Their you know their their offensive line is getting stabilized. There were ten different combinations last year, and they never had the same five ever in consecutive weeks. So um, they seem to have at least gotten through three weeks of consistent offensive line play. But I have to tell you the. EJ EJ Warner, you know, who's the son of Hall of Fame quarterback Kurt Warner, he is he's legitimate. I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to seeing him play the game. I think he's he's talented. He's not he's not you know he's a six foot guy it seems like, but so he's going to have a, he might have some limitations there. But they've got an an offense that is packaged around him, and he has got they went out and got some receivers that have got plenty of size, and they've found a running back. There's there's no question about that. I mean, running back produced uh, a ton of yards. Uh, Jaquez Smith last week. I mean, he he, he basically had uh, 45 yards, and then he has a breakout against Norfolk State for 142 yards, and they back him up with a guy named Sadi, and and he's had some big games as well. So they're they're they've got talent there. They went out, and I think there was the number is 50. They have 50 new players that are that are on this team, and they're probably starting to come together at the right time as well, and it's going to be it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think it'll be a challenge for for Miami, but uh, you know if you're going to win the type of games that you need to win down the road, you got to be able to handle this challenge. Oh yeah, I mean they've got guys that have played a lot of football. You look at their their stats, whether they've compiled those stats at Temple or someplace else. They have guys defensively that have played in a lot of games. Taiwan Francis, their safety, played in 41 career games. He played at Colorado State, 176 tackles. I mentioned those linebackers. Uh, they all have 80 tackles or more. The wide receivers all have 40 catches or more career-wise. So uh, they're going to have guys that have uh, been around for a long time and I think will offer Miami uh, a, good, a good enough challenge where uh, Canes are a big favorite, but you got to, as Coach uh, Cristobal said, you got to pack your toughness, pack all those things that have been successful for you so far because the road always offers some kind of uh, hardship or some kind of peril for any team anywhere. Yeah, it does. And, and, it, and it's going to be what we saw last week with Florida State. I mean, you saw what happened there at Boston College. And, um, you know, Temple was has got 52 players that they recruited. And they've got 29 through the portal. And if you go down the list of the portal guys, you see um, Southeastern Conference, Atlantic Coast Conference, Southeastern Conference, Southeastern Conference, Southeastern Conference, Big Ten. You know, you've got some JUCO guys. You've got Big Ten guys. You've got Mountain West and a bunch of Southeastern Conference players and ACC players. So um, there's talent. You know, they just, these, this is going to be an interesting game. It, it really is. I, and I'm, 
I'm excited for it, and I'm I'm looking to see uh, forward to seeing Joe Klecko, uh in a suit and not in a uniform because I had to had the opportunity. Did you, play, did, did you play against him? Well, I was I was on the the Colts team when we played the Jets. Fortunately, oh. I didn't get into that game other than snapping oh. the football for punts. But I I did I Joe Klecko to me was he should be he should be in the Hall of Fame and. And you'll remember, Joe, his son was a heck of a football player at Temple. I I think it was Dan, but I think Joe Klecko was the first guy who played nose tackle with that offset nose tackle position, right, where he kind of was offset from the center. Yeah, the little tilt, yeah. That little tilt, and then he would just – well, it was Klecko and Gassineau with the Jets, right? Yeah. yeah. And they – Boy, and then Marty Lyons. I mean, we're going back in time. I still have those nightmares, but those guys (laughs) were – Joe Joe Klecko was uh, he was like the perfect the perfect build for the for a nose guard or they were they were playing that odd front a lot of it or tilting him and you just just brute strength and power and quickness and so he's in the, that's why he's in the National Football League Hall of Fame. Yeah, but he was yeah. uh, he was a special guy, man. He was a special player. All right, very good. I'll see you on the airplane on Friday early. Got an early. Uh, uh, departure so and bring your raincoat yes i'll i'll bring my raincoat and uh, i'll actually i'll see you tomorrow at practice oh that's right tomorrow we have practice <laughs> i forgot yep. that's okay <laughs> good thing you reminded me <laughs> have practice tomorrow <laughs> yeah no problem i, I just i just skipped the rest of the week see i told you <laughs> i'm all discombobulated today i don't know what it is i just okay. leave we'll get you time. back on track joe we'll get you back on track all right i'll see you later have a good evening All right, Don Bailey Jr. with us when we come back. Hour number two, Tim Reynolds and Wes Durham as we continue on the hotline right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 